everyone. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco, and you're listening to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast series. Follow along as I interview the best and brightest leaders in the insurance industry and insure tech landscape to bring you the latest in digital transformation, innovation, industry trends, challenges, and opportunities, as well as next-gen technologies. We use our experience to anticipate what's next without losing sight of what's now. Stay tuned to find out your next now. Welcome, everybody, to the Future of Insurance podcast series. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer here at Majesco. And I'm thrilled to have another strong leader in the industry, Aaron Selfie, joining me from Pennsylvania Lumberman's Insurance. Erin is the Vice President of Information Technology. Welcome, Erin. Hi there, Denise. Thank you. So, Erin, what I like to do at the beginning of each of these podcasts is to, um, for the audience to get a little bit of background about yourself, what we're doing together as partners. Well, I'll just get a little bit of background. The majority of my career has been in IT. I actually started working in high-tech manufacturing for a big five consulting firm way back when out of college. Like most people, somehow stumble your way into insurance uh, like I did, and I've been there ever since, uh, starting with life insurance, and then I quickly moved into PNC, and that's where I've been since about 2007. I was commercial PNC. I started yep. out in data warehousing. I then went into IT strategy and governance, and then found my way into uh, leadership roles. This is my second CIO type since then. Given PNC, especially commercial PNC, uh, lost control has always been right in there. We'll talk a little bit later, I think, about pretty much a core system to me. So I'm going to kind of start out here with kind of the whole topic around risk and how it's continuing to change and how the risk environment is being influenced by social inflation, increased property valuations, you know, some of the climate change challenges that are out there. And all of this is really challenging and impacting insurers. So what's your view on how you all are really rethinking how you assess risk? Sure. So all of those topics that you have mentioned are right out there every day. I sit on our AM Best uh, Committee for Pennsylvania Lumbermen's, and these are the things that we are talking about constantly in those conversations. So what I see are what everyone else is seeing, these changes in weather patterns. Um, You look at the wildfire. Some of these things seem almost normal today, but when you look back about 10 years, you can really, really see where the increase in risk is impacting us. If you look at the increases in the cost of insurance, that's making our customers even more sensitive to price changes and the price increases. And then you put on top of that the volatility in the economic market and reserve management. It really, really is more important now than ever that you really know and understand your risk. At our company, we have always invested a lot in loss control. We compare ourselves annually to um, Aon puts out a report. It's a benchmarking study called the Ward Report. And when we look at that Ward Report for the types of risks that we insure, very heavy on the property side, wood mills, sawmills, you know, obviously very flammable. 
our investment in loss control is off the charts compared to other companies just because of, of our approach and all of these increasing factors. So how that manifests itself within systems. So the systems differentiation today is really on how well you can manage risks and getting the tools and the uh, technology at that underwriter's desk. So one of the things that you kind of talked about here is how risk is changing and loss control. Really with that combination of those two, loss controls really moved from a back-end system that maybe it was primarily used for high-value properties or high-risk properties. And it's really coming in at the front end and taking center stage from an underwriting standpoint to a broader set of properties to really understand risk and manage that entire portfolio much more effectively. Talk about why this shift is important, both operationally and strategically. And I know that in particular, as you're looking at some of the solutions that you're using to help with loss control, having the digital capabilities helps you to do that even more effectively. Yeah, absolutely. So for us, again, we have some very high value properties that are also very high risk and loss control for us does start right up front um, way before we even get um, into the underwriter's desk. So we even have some of our, we're open brokerage, so we're a little bit closer um, to the insured than most, but our business development reps that work the brokers are now um, empowered to do some of that lighter risk management right up front before we um, even get too far into the process. And having some of the technology available right on their laptops and the simplification of a lot of the, the questions that our loss control reps have put together, we are now able to have the business development reps actually perform some of those surveys. A lot of the guidance is in in the way that we can customize um, the surveys within the system has really helped that happen. So when I think about everything that's really happened in particular uh, this year from a property standpoint, it's really kind of driven a lot of higher claims costs due to supply chain issues, inflation, you know, different lumber or anything that is being used to be able to repair. And as you look at your broader portfolio, how are you shifting how you're assessing risk and how are you doing that to really kind of take into account these external factors? And then maybe how are you using those loss control reports to be able to provide back a value-added service to your customers to help them manage their risk more effectively to kind of decrease that? Again, being open brokerage, we have a tighter relationship with our insureds. Uh, We work with kind of in a triangular relationship with the broker and with the insured. And this puts us in a position to be in a consultative mode. And now with our data warehouse, we have been able to put together, say we're going out on an inspection for a renewal, we have a consolidated view of the loss history for our insured, as well as then being able to bring the survey forward. I mean, the loss control rep is completely armed with the past history and equipped for the conversation about what's happening now. So as I said, it's really improving our ability to be more consultative. And, you know, being in a niche business, that's really what our insureds like us for is sharing that level of expertise with them. 
one of the other factors that you and I talked about as we were kind of preparing for this is really the fight for talent and expertise and how that's intensifying, you know, as it relates to loss control adjusters, whether it's due to the retirements of people, we've got the, the great resignation going on. We had the great kind of movement of people changing jobs. Now we've got the great resignation. That expertise and that knowledge and that talent is really intensifying and how is technology helping and allowing you to have access to a broader swath of talent, leveraging also technology to address a broader portion of your portfolio digitally? Denise, this is one of my favorite topics today that we would talk about because with the, you know, I don't know if the, if the folks listening to this podcast are fully familiar with the capabilities from Majesco on a self-survey and protocol guide stream. But we have branded this program and capability as what we called ARM or Anytime Risk Management. The self-survey and guide stream allows us to do our inspections virtually. So we send out a survey. We have a form that our loss control rep would use is in a user-friendly format that they can do. The insured can you know, walk through their property, fill out all of the questions themselves, at a time that works well for them. The second piece of that, what we call GuideStream, is kind of like FaceTime, we say, for loss control. So we can get a live view, something comes back on that survey that we want to look at a little bit more deeply. Point is, that type of, of technology now allows us to get some new talent in for two reasons. One, younger generation is expecting to yep. use tools and technology. Two, it's pretty cool, right? So that perception that we have of this, of insurance being behind the times is a lot more attractive for them. And third, what we're looking at now is building out a team that just does the virtual inspections. And they're working and can work under the guidance of a more experienced loss control engineer, right? So yeah. that allows us to get them onboarded, you know, let them work on a lower, you know, we do a lot more risk segmentation on our loss control. And so this allows us to take some of those lower level risks. And these are sometimes things we might not visit for, you know, maybe every three or four years. And now we can actually visit every year, right? So that in itself, those more timely surveys help improve your overall loss. It's great uh, on the job training almost with, yeah, with yeah, absolutely. Both digitally and with people. So I'm not sending out my more experienced people, I'm not saying they don't do a good job, but the tool pretty much steps them through getting the information that they need. They've got the you know supervisory from some more experienced folks and we're getting more frequent inspections. As I said, it's technology, so they're attracted to it. So that is uh, one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite new pieces of technology in this space. Yeah, and it's one that's really important for us as an industry, particularly given that the industry is expecting you know, 30, 40% a number of people retiring from the industry over the next three to five years. And that's going to have a huge impact and technology yeah. going to be crucial. Well, on the insured side as well. So for our customers, again, being in the wood and building materials industry, there's a lot of uh, hand-me-down businesses, right? That are now moving into the hands of the next generation. And so our insureds also are expecting to have better capability to work with. 
And so, you know, insurance wants to, you know, come out, loss control engineer. Well, look at what's going on in the building materials industry right now. Can't even keep up with the inventory. They're crazy busy. So the fact that they can complete this at their own leisure in the evening when things die down a little bit, it's just been great. So. So one of the things you mentioned previously was really about working with your customers to, with the loss control reports to help them understand, mitigate the risk. What kind of feedback have you gotten from customers and how is that really adding to the relationship and customer experience? A couple of things, you know, first is we wanted to be careful that using the technology was not a replacement for that customer contact. So we still kind of check in, we'll send out a self-survey, we'll check in, you know, and still have that personal contact, but more from just kind of helping them along. And, you know, we still want it to be a warm experience, a warm and personal experience when they go through it. And their feedback has been, I'll tell you what, it's, it's mixed. It's based upon, again, uh, mostly generation, versus personality, more seasoned generation. They're like, nah, okay, I'll do this. They appreciate it for the time that they can do it whenever they want. But those that are latching on to the technology are loving it because they're all stating, this is great. I can do this and participate when I want. And then, you know, when they do get engaged with us, when we get back together to go through the results, we're spending our time really talking about the recommendations and talking, you know, giving us a little bit of extra time to do that, be more consultative and talk more about solutions and recommendations rather than spending our time with them, you know, on the yeah. boring stuff. So I know another favorite topic of yours, Erin, is the whole area of technology and how there's a whole lot of different technologies like Internet of Things, satellite imagery, sensors, devices, AI machine learning models that can really be added in to really expand the focus on loss control. Talk about what you see as the future over the next three years and leveraging these other technologies into the whole loss control arena. Yeah, so I think uh, the last decade or so, you know, most of my career in insurance, we were talking about like ease of doing business, ease of doing business kind of migrated into customer experience, which is first and foremost, you know, lots going on there. But now I see the emphasis on simplification and what I call the underwriting experience right? Where all of these things start to come together, all of the data points, all of the outputs from all of this technology. And I see the future as synthesizing all of that information that comes back and then kind of fusing it with the company data that we have. And then looking at the output and seeing, you know, what actually happens. So that's where I think, you know, the, the underwriter experience, because that's, you know, that's who all this stuff eventually lands yeah. in the underwriter's lap. But now they're going to get into the, the point of, oh, gosh, I've got so many inputs, I don't know what to do with them. So really, you know, fusing it and bringing that all together so that they can make the best possible decisions on all these data points without getting overwhelmed. I think one of the other interesting aspects of this is also for the customer is that these different data points actually will allow us to actually personalize and underwrite to that specific risk even more effectively 
rather than it being just part of a broader portfolio. And this is just the standard way that we underwrite. And I think that creates real value for customers. Oh, it, it sure does. I mean, you know, especially in a, a company like ours, where, you know, we are, you know, more higher severity, lower frequency. So we tend to know each of our insureds very, very well. So one of the things I like to do at the end of, of the podcast is to have each of my guests pick one word or a phrase that describes the future of insurance and why. Erin, what is yours? Okay, I'm going to tell you the why first, and then I'm going to tell you what the word is. A couple of years ago, I stepped out of the corporate world for a year or two. I unfortunately had a medical situation to address. And then when I was coming back, I almost didn't come back to insurance. I said in the beginning, when I introduced myself, I started out in high-tech manufacturing. I lived in the Pacific Northwest, and I was introduced to a lot of cool stuff in the beginning of my career. So, you know, I had some time to think about it. And I thought, boy, do I really want to go back to insurance? It's boring. It's dull. Technology (laughs) is boring, you know. And things have changed. If I look back, even just as I said before, you know, five, six years ago, things have changed quite a bit. And there's a lot of stuff coming out. Right. So I wanted to use the future of insurance. I wanted to use the word cool. But at the same time, I said, we're trying to attract young talent to the industry. So I sent a text to my 17 year old son and I said, I don't want to use the word cool. So he said, mom, use lit. So the future of insurance is lit. Nobody has used Aaron. So (laughs) that is great. And we're, and now the podcast series is going to be even more lit. (laughs) I hope so. That is really cool. You know, it is true that once you get it, I mean, I got into the industry at the beginning of my career and I've never left. And I think there's the old adage that once you're in, you're never out of insurance because it's, while it seems that it's kind of slow moving, it's such a needed and honorable and foundational need just to keep businesses, economies, and and people's lives going. And I think once you kind of understand that, becomes that entity or that segment and that industry that really is about real value. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Erin, it's been great speaking with you and, and we sure appreciate the partnership that we have with you. And we look forward to having more conversations in the future. Likewise. Thanks so much for having me, Denise. That's it for this week's episode of Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast. Subscribe to our market-leading podcast series available wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in the next time.